Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fifth Pal Bum. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for our review of She-Hulk Episode 3, The People vs. Emil Blonsky, is Tony. Hello. And Josh. Evening. We all good, boys? Yeah. 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 You can tell I'm struggling with quotes for this show, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> that was it, it's something I was going to pick up, but not that I'd written it in my notes, and I was just sitting there thinking about it. But I think I think it comes down to a lot of the fact that these are kind of felt like individual episodes. Yeah, well, and then because they're just more of that sitcom element as well. There's no yeah. sort of they're all sort of comedies, you know, like there's no sort of standout sort of quote lines is there really no and it, it very much does feel like at the moment that it, it's kind of the whole monster of the week thing isn't it but it's it's jen's mm. um client of the week yeah it's kind of feeling like at the moment um yeah, yeah so there's the dialogue there's no kind of standout lines it's just perfunctory isn't it there's no real standout yeah line. and it, it really it's not kind of lines the, the comedy yeah. bits. There's no, there's a lot of actions. Itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- my first note, really, I, it's something we picked did up you, on. Did we introduce Paul, uh, Josh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, something we've picked up on on the other shows, and something we've not talked about on this. But the first three episodes, we've had the full Marvel fanfare, mm. which we haven't had. In the other shows, there tends to have been mm. you'll have it on one episode, then the next episode it'll be something completely different. Um, yeah. So it's interesting that they've decided to go with it on on this one. Um, mm. I know it's a bit of a longer series this time, so it yeah. might come along somewhere along the lines. But at the moment, the first three episodes we've had the full use, um, which I quite like. Um, I do do love. We talked about. The WCU, the Wong Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, I do love that Blonsky blames him completely. <laughs> and then he just comes in and he's like, Yeah, I did it. I don't really care. Yeah. I did it for, and it's the fact that he did it for his own personal gain as well yeah. <laughs> to become well, a Sorcerer well, Supreme. You wonder how much yeah, he's I, actually, whether he's hiding something else, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. And, and I did like the, the gag that it makes you think it's strange. That's going to appear because she goes on about it being the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And then it, it it kind of cuts to another like scene. And she says, yeah, his name's Wong. <laughs> and it, do, it really does feel like it's a gag to make you think that it's strange that it's coming along. Just sadly that they'd already spoiled that it was going to be Wong. We knew it was Wong. Um, the thing is, though, i got to say, I felt like it was a bit of a... I thought it was a bit of a shit explanation. In my view, only because I was expecting it to be that um, it would be something along the lines of Wong goes to Abomination for help to take down this big sort of Hulkan type mystical thing. Yeah. And then Abomination goes, oh, fuck it, I'm pegging it from here, I'm out, I'm happy to go. <laughs> yeah. And it, it... Wong catches up with him in China and fights yeah. him in the cage that we see in well... Shang-Chi. Well, I'm guessing as well that he must be having another scene in her office later on because we haven't had that book of a shanty line yet. Unless it's been cut out. Which is what I wondered. And I thought, well, why make such a big thing of it in the promo? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's interesting, though, because the book of a shanty came 
after this, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. So I wonder whether they've changed the timeline again. Possibly. They need to get um, their asses in gear with this timeline, I tell you. Yeah, they, they know, definitely do. This happens a lot with movies, the trailers and scenes and stuff. But but some of the ones that they drop seem to be really key elements. Yeah, and we've seen other lines dropped in recent films as well, haven't we? Mm. That we've had in trailers. It's it's really interesting, and uh, unless that's just trying to divert our attention from yeah. the trailers, that they don't want to give too much away, and they think, yeah, but it's oh, the we'll just throw something in. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not going to work for people like us, is it? No. Mm. Um, probably the more general public will won't even realise that line's missing. No, no. Um, so then this this episode's got some great gags. And Tony, I know some of it's lost on you. We've I've seen you commenting um, about certain gags that come along later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do like the first trap gag. I thought that was funny. The first with the books, the first trap gag. But she's oh, sending yeah. Wong a thirst trap picture of her with some books. And apparently oh, yeah. she's posted the picture of her with the books. Oh, brilliant. That they actually took that they didn't use. Um, well, I, I couldn't quite figure out how, how the hell he's got a LinkedIn page, though. <laughs> and the fact that he worked in Target mm. before, before he became a sorcerer. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I can't deal with that giant monster with eight tentacles. I've got to do my eight till five shift. Yeah, yeah, that that was funny. I like that as well. Um, we do get a, another another great gag is more breaking of the fourth wall. The gags about the cameos, and um, this has been my favourite use of the fourth wall because I think we talked about it previously. It, it clearly is just a plot device because the way she just le- the way she leaves her hand off the steering wheel. It's yeah, just- and she said that was purposeful. It wasn't yeah. in the script and she did it. Ah, right. Because she thought it was funny. It was funnier yeah. that the car was driving by itself while she yeah. was talking to us. You know, i got to say about all this fourth wall breaking, if they do what they're doing with She-Hulk, with Deadpool, but obviously stick a couple of F-bombs, you know, just R-rated a little bit, I can't wait for Deadpool 3. Yeah. Because these fourth wall breaks are getting better and better and better. I wonder whether that's how they'll they'll work that in with Deadpool in the MCUs. It'll be a bit of like her, where only certain people realise he's doing it. Yeah, and that'll I, be I, one of his first lines that he, he says, yes, I know it's like She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> He'll address it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the cameo thing is, is brilliant because you know it's leading up to even more cameos. Like yeah. she's saying, oh, there's not going to be any more. This is it. And, and we know there's another one around the corner. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. 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 Um, we'd also get an I'd smash it joke as well. Yes. <laughs> which, yeah. which I quite like. The, the one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up, I love how delicate um Jen tries to be as the Hulk when she's in the office, trying to yeah. tiptoe around the office. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Just the, just the way they do it, it's, it looks great as well on screen. Um, yeah. We get our first appearance of um, the other lead character in this, this show, though we don't get much of her. Um, obviously, the, the lady from uh, Hamilton, most people will know her. 
Oh, yes, um, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the little cameo there, but I think she comes more to the fore later on in the series. Yeah, she's um, she got, she got, she got a big element in the comics, isn't she, I think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I have to say, I'm really enjoying Josh Segura's performances in this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit worried that first episode they're going to make him a bit of a simpering sort of weak guy, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be. He knows his shit. Yeah. And he gets things done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if if this reference will make any sense to you too, but he's basically like a watered-down Harvey Specter. I'm going to say there's nothing going on there with that reference. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. So some listeners might know if it's all right. I'll I'll trust I'll put me trust in the listeners to know what I want about. All I say yeah. is go and watch suits. Ah, oh, okay. I've never got round to watching suits. Um <laughs> then the, the jokes that start to fail on Tony. Um <laughs> the Megan <laughs> Megan the Stallion jokes or Megan yeah. the Stallion. Well, well, the way they're talking about it, I thought I just assumed that that's a, like a made-up character name because it's such a ridiculous name. Yeah, and I actually quite like the whole thing in this. I'm obviously clearly not the uh, the age group to have any liking of her music suppose, or anything. I suppose we should explain that I'd never heard of her. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Tony. I know I'm like like you're old enough to be my dad, but I don't know who she is. No, I feel all right then because I didn't know who she was. Yeah, <laughs> mind um, you, I'm not exactly like the person who's with it of my generation. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I mean, it's something like when you have shows set in showbiz, they'll create a character, won't they? That, that's yeah, and I just assumed she was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, again, we get we get Wong uh, with no care about what he's doing. Uh, he even throws in a Spider-Man joke. Yeah. <laughs> even though he doesn't know who he is anymore. Well, the that see the way that line comes out, it, it raises questions as to whether as a Sorcerer Supreme is he not quite affected by it in the same way? Possibly. Yeah. Because if you think about it, also. Um. It's not long since the events of Shang-Chi, technically. Yeah. If you mm. think about it. And by that point, No Way Home hasn't actually happened. Neither is actually far from home. Mm. No, technically. So this is where it all gets mixed up. So he, he, he won't know... He will know Spider-Man is Peter Parker. But it, the, the whole thing of the entire world also knows won't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But he's making a joke about what happened in that yeah. film. Yeah. Mm, true. So it just it seems it's like the... this timeline is all over the place. Yeah, it's a bit muddied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I even quite like the ex-colleague coming back that we met in the first episode. That's just a funny B-plot. That. that is yeah. so funny. And you yeah. come up to that and then we get the fourth wall breaking again where she says that the A and B plots... Are joining up, yeah, that, which yeah. I loved as well. <laughs> so well done, that scene, yeah, yeah, shot and just, uh, yeah. yeah, like very nicely done, yeah, definitely. Um, I do like the tie in with Thor, I quite like that. Um, possibly, possibly would have been better if they'd introduced her in Love and Thunder so that we knew how who she was mm. rather than just a random elf turning up. 
I saw, I've seen a couple of videos earlier that were suggesting whether the, even like the actress, actress is a bit older, whether that she's like a young elf because just her antics are so annoyingly childlike. Yeah. Well, she's yeah, a definitely. shapeshifter, so she can look any way she wants, really. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Um, we get more digs at the Avengers. I love it. <laughs> Every episode has had at least one dig about the Avengers, mm. um, which yeah. is quite good. Because again, that's have... from the comics, isn't it, where she was kicked out of Avengers House or whatever it was called? Yeah, yeah. Um... Too much partying, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I am going to pull apart, the soulmates of Emil. Right. They, look like, they look like Dawn French in The Vicar of Dibley. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you, know, you know that scene where her and Alice dress up as little angels? It's exactly like that. Oh, God. Um, my mind went to Midsummer, the film with um, Florence Pewing. Yeah. Yeah. All dancey types around this. Yeah. Just imagine... Uh, can you imagine Blonsky being like a pole in the middle of them? That's I, I'm, I'm going to go a bit more disgusting. Like, it was a bit like fucking Cocoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that as well. It's um, the bit where he, where, he, where he hulks out, for one of a better phrase, and they're all going, oh, I mean, <laughs> ew, I just don't want to know what that's going to be like. <laughs> and it's also, you know, when they first appear and he turns around and gives them that little wave. Yeah. It's like, oh no! <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> Tim Roth's accent in that scene seems to go all over the place. <laughs> yes, I know we talked about the fact that it's explained why he hasn't got a Russian accent, but now he's got some strange amalgamation of different ones. Well, he's kind of transit. He's sort of got a transatlantic one a little bit now, I suppose. Because he's in the yeah, prison. Yeah, bit, bit cut and hit, Bernie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to say, the CG on Abomination impressed me. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Now, that was a note that I got. The one of him, when they showed the picture on the TV screen, mm. I didn't think was very good. Mm. But when you actually see it in... Action, it looks much better. Yeah. Mm. And they captured his face more in this one, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got to just pick up on the CGI as a whole, really. The CGI in this show has been good, but when it is bad, oh, my God, it is noticeably bad. Yeah. Mm. Now There's still moments of Uncanny Valley in every episode. Yeah. Yeah, And I always think... Sorry, Josh, go on. Oh, there's just like one scene in this episode and it's all it is. It's one little thing where she walks from point A to point B and it you it's like the old um, blue screen effects in like 70s mm. shows. Yeah. Or, what is it? CF, CS screen or something it's called. And it literally, you can see the outline of their character where oh, she's been pasted onto that shot. Yeah, the old chroma key yeah. one. That's it, yeah. Because then, in a similar vein, and, and and Josh will get this as well a little bit from gaming. Um, I always think with CG characters that it's the lip mouth movement is always a little bit yeah. weird anyway, isn't it? Yes, because it doesn't have all the muscular movement that we use. Yeah, yeah, it and doesn't. that's the problem as well. They can't kind of line up the mouth properly, can they? They use that camera in front, don't they, to do that? Yeah, mm. and I think unless they've got like billions upon billions of dollars to make like a full on 
muscularly accurate character CG version, yeah. they're never going to get it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a couple of great Wong moments during the the whole um, the court case thing. When he oh, comes through, he, the, the little slide to the mic, yes. I yes. really loved. And then the, it's just Wong yeah. moment as well. Because I've been calling him Mr. Wong throughout the whole episode. And he just, he just gets annoyed with it in the end and just goes, yeah. it's just Wong. Do you know, in um, terms of the timeline, right, something in this scene made me think, you know, the way he comes and he says, I lost track of time. And, like, yeah. he was dealing with something. Do you reckon it was the whole Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2 storyline? Yeah, it might well have been. And I, I know it's not confirmed, but in my head at the minute, that's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say, despite the fact that they have said this is a comedy, I don't think it is a comedy. It's got some great comedic moments, but it's also got some really heartfelt moments yeah, throughout it as well. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. definitely don't agree with them listing it as a comedy. It has some great funny moments, but as a whole, it, you couldn't put it down as something. Even you can't put it I've, in one category. No, you definitely can't, and I, I just can't see that um, mm. at all. I have to say, I love the elf design. We get a bit more of her during the, the two trials. Um, yeah, the costume was gorgeous. Yeah, it was really well done. Um, I love that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Arresting an Avenger, not going to happen. Yeah. I can't oh. even remember why I wrote that. Well, that's probably to do with Wong, I suppose, when they say yeah. when the guy points out to him yeah. that he committed a crime. That's it. Yeah, that that reminded me. Thank you. I know I'd written yeah. it down for a reason. Um, it was one I've got playing around in my head. Was how is that going to work? When he comes yeah. back in Verdi, when he comes back in Doctor Strange three, are they going to arrest him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I Tatiana's portrayal of Jen is so sweet. It's so cute. But mm. she, she really does, clearly doesn't want this at all. And she just wants it gone and doesn't, doesn't quite get it. Um, and there's the and scene in the well, bar. Particularly at work, I think she had, like, she, we, she had visions where they, they flipped it from the comic of that she would be Jen in the office and only she all yeah. occasionally, isn't it? Where, yeah. where I think she's worried that she's just going to be Jen occasionally now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love that scene in the bar with the three of them. When he, when Josh Kerr, uh, when, oh, what's his name? Why is his name escaped my Just head? Just call him Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> his name's Josh. I know his real name is Josh Aguera, so I, I can't really call him Josh. Josh S. is going to be known <laughs> as from now on. Call him um, the, the B-Tech Harvey Specter. Pug. <laughs> Pug, the character. Pug, Pug, that's it. Because it's spelt weird, isn't it? Yeah, Pug, Pug, Pug Elysee or something, isn't it? It's Italian, yeah, I know that. One G, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't no, it's P-U-M. Yeah. I love the gag about baby abomination. <laughs> I, think, I think that's really funny as well. Um, and I have to say, just a really strong cast. And as we meet more characters, the stronger the cast becomes. Yeah. Um, because every week we seem to get a, like an introduction to one of the main characters in the story. Um, so like at the end of the first one, we got Titania. Then we got Pug. In the last one, then we got the the introduction of, as I say, Rennie's character. Um, in this one, 
I didn't know their name until I, I looked up after the Wrecking Crew as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, which I'll, I'll touch on in a little bit. Um, and I love the fact that Jen wins. I think it's brilliant because she she wins both of them technically. Mm. Um, it's all down to her. And I actually thought the cameo was really quite funny, even if you didn't know who she was. The fact that she turns up in the, the courthouse. Mm. Um, and even I thought the end credit scene was much better this week as well. Um, because it lightened the mood rather than, than the one which we've talked about between us. Um, yeah. There's been some moments that I don't think have been befitting of a strong female character. Mm. Um, and that end credit scene in the previous episode was one of them. Um, and this one kind of turned it on its head and made it much better, much lighter uh, and much funnier. Um, mm. And um, I have to say, Blonsky being the voice of reason, I didn't see that one come in yeah. and convincing her to do the interview. Mm. Um, I like that. And I'm sure this well, is the nice, end of Blonsky. Nice that scene as well, as well, where yeah. after the break, she talks about exercising. But what now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you don't see she's off screen when she said it. It's just really nicely done. Yeah, yeah. And then, as as you said, Tony, the uh, the wrecking crew now as yeah, guardian well, powers. And uh, of course, I picked up the, the the bit in that whole sequence. That interested me was the fact when they get back in the van and yeah. they return, refer to their boss. Yeah, it sounds like we are getting a big bad of some sort right at the back end of the show. Yeah, uh, and they're still shit like they are in the comics. Yeah, they're not even like D-list villains. They're like fucking no. what Z. Well, they're worse than the guys in the track suits, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trust the bro. Yeah, I mean they did seem a little bit more menacing, but these guys just like, yeah. oh, we'll, we'll pinch them as guardian tools and not know how to use them properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, I love the design on those tools as well. Yeah, except except the uh, the builder's helmet, I hated that. <laughs> it's very it looks like it, a pillar. It's very yeah. difficult to even tell that's what it is, though. Yeah. Who do we think the boss is going to be? Because there's so many possibles it could be. Yeah, I was going to say odds on who do you think it is? I think it's Val. Now, see, yeah, I don't I do. think it's Val because I don't think she would use anybody as incompetent as them. I don't know, but I think that's all a setup for her to get Blonsky in. Yeah, see, see, the thing my... is, I, the reason I think it's Val and the reason I think she would hire this wrecking crew is because I think she's A, played on the uh, misogynistic side, and B, she's basically thinking, oh, Jen has only had these powers for, what is it by now, like maybe six months, something like that. She's probably not fully in control of them, so she might like do something she regrets or she might actually lose against this crew and then like I could probably draft her into Thunderbolts see I'm going to go with the more obvious route. I think it's Kingpin no um, I think because I think if they were to use Kingpin Daredevil's coming in as well and I think that's just yeah. trying to fill this stuff in but the thing is there's a lot of rumour going around that he's on the hunt for Jessica Jones and it's, he's got nothing to do with Kingpin for the time being so I think by them also using Kingpin they might overkill him a bit and I yeah, I, I think they're going to be on separate lines for a little while. But who I would like it to be is a character from The Incredible Hulk. The leader. Yeah. Shouts, absolute and, shouts. Yeah. And that actor, I'd love to... Tim, I can't remember the rest of his name. 
Yeah. Um, I'd want it to be him as well. Bring him back. He does some interesting yeah. stuff. And bring him back as the leader. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can I can see that. Uh, Tim, that. Tim Blake something. I can't get the last bit of his name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know who you who you mean. Yeah. Um, and then I just have to pick up on that final line from from Jen. I will kill you. I will kill for you, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. And the look on her face when she says it, it's like, oh, back it up a little bit. Yeah. And I but just thought, what they're... a great way to end. But it's the way their boss just really said, oh. Yeah, it's just like, it. well, he's okay. just seen a, a great big rap star sign up for the, to the... With a great dance. Yeah. Great, 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 great. yeah. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just I'll let just him do it. I'll leave you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I guess I know that scene has been really divisive, hasn't it, online? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, as I say, I thought it was way better than last week's. So each to their own, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. So for me, I actually think that's been the best episode of the three. I think yeah. it's the strongest one. Yeah. Um, yeah so I didn't, I didn't I find that, anything that, really to pick I'm, apart. No, and the, the scene in the van, which suggests that there is a big bag coming, just sort of added a little element for me, just steering the show a little bit more than, than we've been getting in the first two, that there is going to be some sort of story thread throughout it by the looks of it. Yeah, definitely. So that's episode three of She-Hulk, uh, Emil Blonsky versus the people, or the other way around, people versus Emil Blonsky, even. Um, so, yeah, remember to go and give us a review on your podcast app of choice as always and you can find us on social media at BPB Podcast Productions and next week we'll be back with two episodes I would imagine um, episode four of She-Hulk and our thoughts on the D23 Expo announcements oh yes yeah. um, only a few days away as we record this so fingers mm. crossed and hopefully some of those leaked rumours from this week will come true and we will see. So thank you, boys, as always. Always. And thank you, listeners, for joining us to hear our review of She-Hulk episode three. And we'll see you somewhere down the road. <laughs>